This is The Real Magic Podcast. Learn about great design and use it to get great results. Now your hosts, Greg Merrilies and Alan Nunez. Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Greg and I today for The Real Magic Design Podcast, where we try to unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create amazing designs and work together to make design that is profitable. I'm Alan from Pixel Partners HQ, and here is my co-host, Greg from Studio One Designs. And the crowd goes wild. Oh, I really wanted to amp that up. Uh, hello, listener. And when I say crowd, I mean that one listener that we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, listeners, for subscribing and listening. We do appreciate it. Tell your friends. Exactly. Hey, oh, you know what we would love? More five-star reviews on iTunes because that is going to help us get found by others easier. So if you love what you hear, please head over to iTunes and do a search. You have to do a search in iTunes, you know, and then find our podcast and then leave a comment that way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Please do that. So today we are talking about four, no. Or six. Six, six to organize your workday to produce amazing designs. And, and hey, this is not just for designers, right? Because even if you're briefing a designer as a business owner, there's a level of creativity that you need to focus on when doing this. You know, the, the more focus you have, the better the brief, the better you'll be when you're reviewing the proofs and so on and so forth. But now, before we get into that, Greg, what have you been up to, mate? Well, you know, we've got our new... Um, offer, which is a, a recurring, you know, subscription style part of our business. And it's called designerontap.com. And what it is, it's, you know, a service where we offer to our clients and, you know, whoever, <laughs> um, a designer on tap essentially, so they can use as much as they want. And yeah, look, it's just been going really well without marketing it. My focus is I've just set up a marketing funnel for it with a webinar and ebook, etc., targeting agencies. However, yeah, it's just going really well. So I'm very excited about it already, even with no marketing at this point. Yeah, it's absolutely awesome. I mean, there are so many small and medium businesses out there that could really benefit from having a graphic designer sitting in their office, but doesn't have necessarily enough work that they can justify a full-time salary for that person. So your solution is awesome. You know, you have a designer there when you need it, but it's not costing you a full-time salary. Exactly. And you just turn it on and off when you need it. So, you know, no contracts or that. But anyway, <laughs> I don't want to promote the hell out of it, but it, I am excited about it. But it and, is cool. Uh, yeah. It is cool. So, listen, if you if you think you could use it, go and have a look at Designer on Tap. We're, we're not being pitchy. It is a good idea. And I think it's respectful to our listener to let, it, let them know when we've got something cool like that. <laughs> Thanks to Yeah. And look, if you're a designer, check it out because you could potentially put something similar into your business. So, um, anyway, what have you been up to, Al? Mate, just like you, we've got a, a new little product offering for Pixel Partners, which we've been having a lot of fun with because it, it is an offshoot of Pixel Partners. It is a slightly left of center service. So what we've had to do is go through the design process of how do we create this sub-brand but still make it cohesive with the original brand, uh, give us the option to be able to merge them in the future, uh, create its own standalone, almost identity and persona for the brand. And, and it's a lot mm. of fun, you know. I think a lot of... A lot of clients get a, a lot of clients, a lot of businesses can get a little stuck under their brand and they, they don't explore other opportunities because maybe it's a bit hard to fit within what they do. So one option is to create a little side offering, test it. If it works, 
merge it in with the business. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Well, yeah. Are you going to release it soon or is it... Um... Uh, it is due to be released early 2017. So yeah, cool. I'll let you know how it goes. It's a pilot program. So what we're doing is we're just offering it Testing to a very, open. very small market segment yep yep so that we can see if we've got the offer right uh, get some feedback i mean this is kind of that you know minimum viable product type of lean manufacturing idea where you know before we go big and pump heaps of marketing dollars into it we're going to put it to the market and, and see what they say yeah that's awesome all right watch this space yeah i'll let you know how it goes and and once yeah. i've got something a little more solid to show i'll share it with the listener and i'd love some feedback yeah, that'd be killer. Cool. All right. Well, um, Al, what is the first hack to organising your workday to produce amazing designs in your business? Look, before we get into the hacks, right, I, I want to tell you my big hairy problem and see if you have a similar thing, right, which, <laughs> which is, you know, to get the best creativity, I feel like there are certain things that I need to do to get that. And the normal typical workday that is in business today is not conducive to that so you know like for example for me planning my day and minimizing interruptions helps me be more creative and get more work done in less time with higher quality but I, I struggle with that you know because the people that I deal with don't necessarily have the same philosophy they want to be that they have days that are constantly interrupted and they're working a bit ad hoc and everything's short on time and and that then flows onto my work day i mean what, what do you think the biggest interruption to or the biggest problem is to you in focusing on your work day yeah well it's you know what i try to do is start the day early when there are no interruptions okay so you know um you know being in my 40s and having children it's it's nice to get up early and just sneak into the office and get stuff done before everybody else is up and that's just you know in in the work uh, sorry at home but at the workplace you know because i have majority of my team overseas uh, it takes a few hours before their time zone kicks into action. So for me, one of the key things is just to get organized at the start of the day. And also we have a lot of clients from overseas. So, you know, I just check emails and just get everything planned out in the first couple of hours of the day. Yeah, look, I, I think planning is, is critical for me, right? Not just planning, but keeping to the plan, being really regimented about, mm -hmm. well, here's an interruption in front of me. Do I allow this thing to interrupt me or do I so keep to yeah. my plan, you know? All right, so how do you prioritise? This is really cool, actually. Have you ever done any scrum training, like yes. agile oh, training? Not I've, I've studied it, but I haven't... I haven't um I don't know it to its fullest extent, and we haven't implemented it in our business. So have you ever heard of something called planning poker? No. Okay, this is really cool, right? So what they say with Scrum is don't try and assign, say, for example, a number of hours or a number of days to something you need to do, right? Mm -hmm. Assign a comparative scale. So in this case, you know, we're using the Fibonacci sequence, right? Which is, you know, the numbers 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, 21, 34, etc. Right? And if anybody doesn't know that, go and look it up and, and, and you'll see why that, that sequence is special, right? But just give us an overview, like why is it special? Uh, because it's the it's the sequence that appears in nature, you know, like the the shell, the, the shape oh, of the shell. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. There's another <clears throat> name for that. Yeah, what's that called again? The, go I know, I know the golden, the golden, 
rule, golden mean. There's a number of names. But the, the actual numerical sequence is known as the Fibonacci sequence, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I know the one you mean. Yep. So what you're doing is instead of saying, well, this is going to take me an hour to do or this is going to take me two hours or five hours or ten hours, you're saying this fits on my scale here, right? It's bigger than that job and smaller than this job, right? Mm. And you assign it this Fibonacci number. And then what happens is you start planning your days and saying, well, I think I can get this done. And then based on what you get done, you get a pretty good idea of what you can achieve and you get better at planning, but you're not assigning hours to the work. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. Because I always struggled with, oh, well, that's going to take me an hour and I'd block out an hour and it would either take me two hours or it would take me half an hour. It never seemed to take an hour when I said it was going to take an hour, which then throws my whole day out of whack, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then also trying to get the more complex things done first. So you said, yeah, checking emails and planning at the beginning of the day. I, I've started to avoid checking my emails at the beginning of the day because that opens up a whole new can of worms for me. So I'll pick the most important thing that I've planned for the day and I'll do that and then I will go and check my emails. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I'm the one that handles new inquiries. So because we have a lot of you know clients from overseas, the inquiries come in overnight. So I like to make sure I look after those first. That's why I, I check my emails. Oh, and, that, and that's fine, right? So obviously that's the most important thing for you to plan in your day, right? New, yeah, new yeah. business. And that's, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it comes down to priority. Yeah. As far as, you know, what's important. So many people go in and, and get get stuck in their emails and create, you know, two, three, four hours work for themselves when they check the emails, that by the time they're finished, all their inspired thinking is drained, right? Like they've used all that mental energy. So, yeah. Anyway. Yep, yep, yep. Well, what I'd like to do just mentally, and I can do that really quickly, and I even organise them into folders when, when I see a batch of 20 or 30 emails come in, is, you know, it's kind of like that four quadrant thing where you have, you know, important up in one corner and then um, important and not urgent up in the other corner and then urgent and not important, uh, you know, down in the bottom right, for instance, and then not important and not urgent in the bottom left. And you pretty much organise, you know, your your tasks or, you know, your things that you have to do into one of those four quadrants. Yeah, and that's, that's killer. Yeah, so then, you know, because there's certain things that you might think uh, are not important and you know urgent that really you're giving more emphasis on that than you should and yeah when you put them into those four quadrants it really lets you help prioritize and focus on what's important and urgent well this is the thing right there are so many techniques and books and philosophies on how to plan your day right and and i think what's important is the planning it's not how you plan it is the fact that you focus on planning your day and sticking to the plan don't let interruption you know turn your email alerts off that's a great one you know i learned that wow 10 years plus ago i can't even remember how long ago but turn your email alerts off you know every email alert that pops up on your screen is a potential interruption or distraction Absolutely. Is you know, yours off right now? Absolutely. Mine is. Mine's always <laughs> off. I, I don't. I I choose when I go in and and check my emails, right? And it's it's off on my phone and it's off on my computer, so I don't get mm-hmm. that constant barrage of of things. Now I I keep my Slack alerts on, right? Which is different because that's my our internal communication channel. And if somebody's sending me a direct message in Slack, and I only get the direct messages, I don't get the whole conversation, the whole chat 
then I know it's something that is operationally important at that time, right? So it's something that my team needs to get information on then and there to keep a job moving forwards, right? Mm -hmm. But like you, I have a time difference. So I don't get that until the afternoon. So my focus part of the day in the morning is uninterrupted. Nice. Killer. All right. Should we move on? Because we've got six to get through, dude. Yeah, I reckon we packed more than one into that, but that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, listen, so just on a, a little tip on that email thing, just while we're talking, right? You know, I'm a big Gmail user, right? Mm-hmm. And I've moved away from things like Outlook and Mac Mail. But let me tell you, I've been going back into Mac Mail for the ability to sort by who sent emails so I can batch my responses. And I don't really like the threaded way that Gmail does it. So, you know, think about what's in your mailbox and whether you can batch respond to them rather than, you know, just going in chronological order from the bottom to the top or the top to the bottom. Mm-hmm. That's so. a good tip. Yeah. All right, what's your next one? Well, the working environment, you know, the where you actually work, it, it needs to be, in my opinion, it needs to be cleaned. You know, it sounds pretty simple, but if your work environment's really messy, you kind of feel messy in the head and just don't feel like you can, you know, get through things with all this clutter around you. And I find if I've got, if I'm decluttered, you know, you're decluttered in the mind. I have to agree with you. I've had a busy couple of weeks and my workspace got out of control. And this morning I just picked everything up and took it out of my office. And I'll deal with it later because I'm sure there's things I need to deal with in that pile. But having it on my workspace was severely impacting my mood and my ability to focus. Yep. You're good at keeping your workspace really clean. I've seen it. I am. I don't even have a printer or anything. I literally just have, yeah, the bare essentials on my desk. Yeah, I love it. What what else with your workspace? Is there anything else that you do in your workspace that... that is cool. Well, look, I, I I like to have the the blinds open so there's direct sunlight coming in. I think that just feels good. But yeah, look, apart from that as well, I like to I like to get outside um, occasionally. Now, look, I work by myself, right? So you know, obviously we've got a big people in our team, but um, they're not they're not where I work. Um, so it's probably a bit different if you're working in a team environment. Maybe you've got some tips around you know how to set up the workspace environment in a you know when there's a team. Oh, look, that's a really in-depth conversation, but I will give you a couple of things. I agree with you. Natural light, okay? So, like, our office, one entire wall of the office is glass, and we get plenty of light into the office. I mean, my office doesn't, but it has a nice window right next to my desk. Lighting choice. You know, people don't think much about the light globe that's in Mm -hmm. in their ceiling light, right? But you can actually... Put a little bit of thought into that and yeah, potentially brighten your workspace and have a nicer colour temperature. So me, I like warm lights. I like tungsten lights. It just yep. it makes me feel good, right? But in my office, I have a warm light and in other parts of my house, I actually have daylight colour temperature lights, which I find much cleaner and, and whiter and brighter, right? It's a fine mm-hmm. lighting that works. And make sure it's bright enough. There is nothing worse than being in a dimly lit workspace. Oh, unless, of course, you're a colour balancing expert for photography where you need to work in a dimly lit <laughs> environment, right? <laughs> yeah, true. You know, comfortable chair. You know, don't just go and buy your crappy Officeworks $99, $89 yeah. chair. You know, a good quality workspace, a good quality desk, 
nice writing instruments, you know, whatever your tools are, get the best, you know, don't muck around with crappy keyboards, you know, a mouse that doesn't work well, just, you know, we spend so much of our lives at our workspace, make it a pleasure. Mm-hmm, exactly. But even no, no matter how good the chair is, still get out of it like once an hour. That's yeah, I, I love the, the 50-10 sprint. Have you heard of that? I have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, explain it. Yeah, yeah. So, so work for 50 minutes and get up and take a break for 10 minutes. Uh, it's a great way to plan yeah, your day. Be more productive. All right, what's next on our list? Well, you touched on tools and, you know, there's a lot of tools and we did a whole episode on tools, so we won't go into everything that we use. But, you know, from this point of view, we're talking about how to, you know, be more productive and, you know, hacks to organize your day to produce amazing designs. So um, for me, look, there's one thing I do and that is, you know, I use shortcuts a lot in programs. So, you know, that just makes my life a whole lot easier and quicker. And it could just be, you know, um, generic shortcuts across all programs like command C can, you know, command V for instance, little, I see a lot of people go up to the menu for copy and paste and I just find it's such a waste of time. If you can just remember those two little things, you know, look, just get tech savvy. Do you know what I mean? Like invest a small amount of time on some training. Now you can do it online. You can go to lynda.com, L Y N D A.com. And that's, you know, we're not affiliates of Linda, but I mean, we both love that, that training technique will go and do a training course and learn how to use your mail program and your word program and all the keyboard shortcuts for your computer and you know if you save a couple of seconds on these actions on a regular basis Mm. you save hours and days over a year exactly exactly so yeah get familiar with keyboard shortcuts across every program and what about monitors how many monitors do you have set up i have two i have one i do like it how big are they 27 i've got a 27 inch and a 24 inch i think i have a really really bad habit i tend to have way too many windows open on my computer at any given time (laughs) and i'm really bad at closing the windows and i just shut them all at the end of the day right but i i have one that has my communication on it and one that has my my workspace on it so i keep I, i keep that so i don't get distracted by my communication i just leave it on another window so yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And when you work, do you work in full screen for the app? My kids do that and it drives me nuts. And I don't know why I don't like it. I just, I don't know. I can never get used to full screen. But I think it's great because it's distraction free. Yeah, I don't either. But like in um, on a Mac, you know, if you press command, if you've got a one window open, you just press command alt. Um, <laughs> you can just click the green button. Oh, now I'm trying to do it. It's not working. You can just click the green button. Sorry, what? The, the green button on the top left of the window and it will make it full screen. No, 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 not that. No, it's, I'm trying to hide every other window and I do it all the time. And now that I'm on the podcast, I can't remember which, which series of buttons it is, but um, yeah, just automatically. And you can set up hot corners to do this as well. And I love hot corners. I love hot corners. Yeah. So people look at me and they can't work out what I'm doing because I just quickly flick my mouse to a corner and I get the view of what I want without having to move a ton. And that's probably why I don't close my windows because I can jump between stuff really easily. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. But yeah, this, this thing will hide all the other windows and just keep one open. Okay. uh, So I'm just going to give you my favorite productivity tool at the moment. 
right? And this chops and changes for me. But at the moment, one of my favorite things, and I don't know if you call this productivity, but I find it just a very effective way to work, is the iPad Pro with the Apple Pencil as an alternative to uh, a yep, notebook. Yep. I mean, I've still got a notebook sitting on my desk, but I'm using it a lot less because I can write my notes in penultimate, which syncs with my Evernote, which then is a searchable document in Evernote, right? And it automatically yep. syncs to all my devices. So if I take a note, because I want to get up away from, I like to get up away from my desk, I'll grab the iPad and I'll go and sit outside for a while and I'll write some some notes. And I just find it a little nicer than typing, uh, you know, but for me, that that's working. So I think the key is find tools you know, I said it before, you know, if you're going to use a tool, use something really, really good. I, I can't get over how many people, you know, have to write notes regularly and they've just got the crappiest pens, you know, and, and you just think, mm-hmm. oh, that would be awful to write with or you can't find one that works and, you know, you're always scribbling in the top right-hand corner of your notepad to, to get it working. That stuff's just infuriating. Yeah. And speaking of taking notes and just apps in general, I like to use apps where they sync across multiple devices. So you can just, you know, continue from one device to the next. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the one, the one thing that I, I need to do is I need to upgrade one of my Macs because I just discovered that it's not compatible with Apple handoff. Right. And Apple handoff is awesome. So if you're typing an email on your phone and you sit down at your computer, you can just continue typing the same mm. email, you know. Yeah. Another reason to update the latest operating system, you know, always. I like to give it a couple of weeks generally just to make sure all the bugs are ironed out. But, yeah, always try to stay mm. with the latest. Well, for me, it's not an operating system thing. It's a hardware thing. I love this old computer that I've got. It's oh, well overdue. I see, yep. Yeah, I've got a newer one sitting next to it, but I still use this one. I don't know why, but I'll, I'll get it sorted soon. So, That's cool. All right, so here's, here's my next one, right? Avoid M&Ms. You mean Smarties or um, the chocolate? They're books? not so good for the waistline, <laughs> but no. What I'm talking about is, ex- is excessive meetings. meetings and management, right? Yeah, meetings suck. The amount of meetings for the sake of meetings that businesses have is insane, yeah. you know. Exactly. Look at the corporate corporate businesses. They, they just love meetings. And the smaller the business, the, the less meetings and the more productive you are when you're, you know, when you have less meetings. So, yeah, Look, what's your take on it, I think there are important times to have meetings, but have a purpose. Get in, get them done, get out. Do them virtually if you can, you know. Like, honestly, I just I don't understand why... Every meeting needs to be face-to-face for so many businesses when it could be done very easily on a Google Hangout. Yeah, you know, I agree. Or, or a, Absolutely. a bunch of other different apps. I mean, you, you what do you use again? We've got Zoom. We've got yeah, even Skype. Um, it depends who the client is or the team member or whatever, you know. But, yeah, look, the point is I try to avoid them as well just because it's you know, usually unproductive. The main reason I would have a meeting is – not so much with the team, apart from once a week for a bit of an overview, but um, is with clients to get to know them and build that yeah, trust. Yeah, and that meeting has a purpose and that's fine, but there's just so many meetings for the sake of meetings that it just, you know, think about, yeah. do I need to have a meeting about this? Exactly. Is it necessary? I think you and I have a, a unique luxury because we have clients all over the world where you physically can't get together all the time. So we 
prioritise virtual meetings, quick phone calls, scheduled calls, scheduled calls. Scheduled, exactly. There's a key. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in just a sec, but, you know, planned and scheduled. So, But apart from that, like, I even encourage our clients to avoid having a meeting with us. Like, if they're trying to give us feedback on a design, they really want to talk about what they want, I encourage them to just do a video recording. There's some pretty cool tools out there where you can record your screen and your voice for free. Which is really what you're going to do when you do the call anyway. Well, that's right. I'll record and pass on to the team. So, you know, it kind of yeah it takes, them, takes me out of it. And one of those tools, by the way, is Loom, which is a um, like a Google plugin for Chrome. L-O-O-M. Look it up. It's, it's awesome. So we kind of mentioned this before, but, you know, emails. Answering emails in batches. Turn off email alerts. Gmail, Outlook, or, or G Suite, as the business version is called now, Outlook, Apple Mail, mm-hmm. you know, they have so, so much amazing functionality that people don't use, you know? Like, it just blows me away that that people don't even know the, the filtering functionalities that are available, the the fact that you can actually turn your alerts off. Like I said this to somebody the other day, I was, I was sitting with them in their office and I was sitting next to them showing them something on my laptop and their alert just kept popping up in the, in the corner of the screen and he kept glancing over at it. Um, and I said to him, doesn't that drive you nuts? He goes, yeah, I can't help but look at it. It's like, oh, I, I call it the silent TV phenomenon, right? Yeah, have you ever noticed TV. when you go to a pub or a club, if there's a silent TV, like you can't hear the volume, but the sports are on or the news is on, you, you can't help but look at it? Have you ever, oh, okay, have you ever yeah, see, felt yeah, like yep. that where you're just drawn to look at this TV, but you can't hear what's going on, right? Yeah. So yep, this yep, is what yep. happens with those email alerts. We just, they're almost addictive. We, we can't stop looking at them. And I said, did you know you can turn that off? And he goes, really? He goes, yeah, it'll take a second. He goes, please, I would be so happy if you do that for me, right? And it's, it's <laughs> nice. you know, that, that to me is a really, really simple thing. But everybody tends to use these apps default out of the box and all they do is type yeah. and send and receive emails and at most create huge stacks of unruly folders that they drag all their mail into, which is probably not needed today because you can just do a search for what you need, right? You know, just archive mm-hmm. in, in, in G Suite, you just archive everything. And if you need to find something, you just type in what you're looking for and lo and behold, there it is back up on your screen. You know, I don't need to trawl through 82 folders and work out which of those 82 I might have filed that email under. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. I've got one more, Al, and that is, we'll touch on another episode, but this is uh, really important for this episode, and it's how you organize your folders and the structure and the naming of all of your files, etc. Yeah, so you mean on your computer? On your computer, yeah. yeah, exactly. So to give an example, I mean, there's many different ways of organizing you know, your folders, but what I like to do, for instance, is have... Have them organized by year, then month, and then, you know, individual project within that month, for instance. But everything needs to be named 100% correctly. Um, And I'm a little bit freaky. I'll have everything to be in caps. I just find it easier to read. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, that's just my little thing. Everyone hates it. (laughs) Well, I mean, I like having strict naming conventions. And we have strict naming conventions and 
folder structures so that when you go into a job folder, it's always structured the same. So we have the same four folders in every in every job folder. So we have a final folder, an in-use folder, a research yep, sources, yep. and a workups. We do the same, yeah. For me, too, it's about keeping things together and organised. I mean, this isn't relevant necessarily for business owners, but for designers, we package everything. We package everything out of Illustrator and everything out of InDesign um, so that the links and the fonts are always in that folder. So, yes, it creates yep. more storage. Like, you have to store these things in multiple places, but it's always with the job. Yeah, so so naming conventions, folder structures. You know how many people just chuck stuff in folders, don't think about how they name them? It's phenomenal. Yeah, and the main reason we do it is because down the track, there's a good chance you might need that file again. And if it's not named correctly, you'll never find it. Well, I'll give you an interesting one. This is, goes back a few years, but a client of mine had a massive IT failure, massive IT failure within their business, mm, and they lost yep. all their design archives, right? And they wow. came to me and they said, you don't by any chance have a backup of all our work. And we went, yes, absolutely do. And oh, they did pay us go. to go and retrieve all that from our archives. But because we had good quality structured naming processes, it was relatively easy to find all that mm. stuff and deliver it back and basically save their butt. There you go, man. That's killer. Well done. Yeah, and we would be the same. We, we keep absolutely everything in every version of every design. Yeah, well. I mean, you can these days. Storage is cheap, really. You know, yeah, you got it. Yeah, and if you're not, and you know, if you don't have backups or everything, you got rocks. Yeah, in definitely. <laughs> so there's a killer. I think tip. the last one we had on our list, which we've already mentioned, which is schedule your calls, right? Yeah, but we have I'm going to add to that. Yeah. Right, there are dozens of applications that allow somebody to schedule with you without you having to be involved, right? Because one thing is to mm -hmm. say schedule all your calls. But there is, it, it could be a nightmare if it's an email thing, right? Hey, are you available on oh. Tuesday at 11 a.m.? Oh, no, I can't do Tuesday at 11 a.m. Yeah. How about Wednesday at 4? Oh, no, I'm not available Wednesday at 4. Here's three days when I am available. Oh, do you mean 4, 4 p.m. my it, time oh, or 4 p.m. your time? Yeah, look, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a perler. They're like, and yeah, I, yeah. I specify with my team, you know, X, Y, Z, your time. So, you know. Yeah, uh, but same, for customers, yeah. you need to be really specific. And, and it's hard to – for you and I, it's hard to remember. We, I mean, I've got customers all the way across the US, in the UK, in New Zealand, in China, in – you know, we've got the team in the Philippines. We deal with Hong Kong. It is crazy difficult. And I have clients with offices in all of those places. So I might be dealing with somebody from that company, but yep. then I've got to remember which time zone they're in. So use a scheduling yeah, exactly. app. You and I both have the same thing. We have a link. We forward it to our customer or whoever it is, even my team, right? I go, just click on the link, find a spot in my calendar that works for you because they do it in their local time zone. And book yourself in, and at that time, I will call you. And it just makes life really easy. Kick. <laughs> You're going to love this, man. I've sent my scheduling link to my wife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if she needs me during the day, I say, well, here, use you this. you know what, though? <laughs> I, I think it's really respectful. I know some people would cringe at that, and we both laughed when you said it. But, you know, just before we got on this call, you remind, I, I didn't turn my phone off. I turned it to silent. 
And what was the reason that I gave you that I didn't turn it off? I said, because I always forget to turn it back on. And on that day, yep, my yep. wife gets yeah, really annoyed yeah. at me because she exactly. says, I've been trying to ring you and I can't get through, <laughs> right? Whereas, you know, she could book in and I would get my notification saying, hey, you know, you've you got go. a exactly. at 12.15 or, or what have you. So... You know, you go and use an app. They are so cheap. I'm sure there's free ones out there as well. But just, you know, get yourself out of that toing and froing because that just, it's a friction. You know, it just makes everything that much harder. And you don't have to then go in your, once you've agreed on it, you don't have to go in your calendar, make the appointment. The app will do it all for you, right? The app will remind you before the call. Uh, it'll give you all the numbers that you need. Um, and the other thing I love about it is I'm making the call. Right, so I'm not sitting here twiddling my thumb at twelve fifteen for that appointment, wondering if that person's going to call me. Mm -hmm. Right, I pick up the phone, I make the call, I get through. If I don't get through, it gets rescheduled. Exactly. So we, I use Schedule Once. Time Trade's pretty good. What do you, what do you use? I use Schedule Once as well. Yeah, it's pretty bulletproof for multiple time zones, etc. But yeah, just looping back to planning your day. Once you've got scheduled calls, you know you'll be planning your day around those calls, and you can. Give it parameters. So you can say, I'm only going to do calls in my least productive part of the day if that's what's required, right? Yes. So if you're a morning person right. like yeah. you and I are, don't schedule your morning, your calls at 9 a.m., right? Block that time out and don't let anybody schedule before 11 a.m. or 1 p.m. or whatever it might be. Absolutely, yeah. And I see some people, they send you a scheduler link and they've got every time zone available in every day of the week and you're just thinking to yourself, you're not really in demand, are you? <laughs> no, I think it's just that they haven't set it up well. Well, that's exactly right. So, yeah, I, I've told one of my clients, you want to add a little bit of scarcity to that? Well, I, I mean, I, I block out Fridays altogether. No calls on Fridays. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you can only make yourself available, like you said, in certain time slots. But also, for instance, if you schedule once, you can only allow up to, you know, however many you want a day. It might be only two a day, for instance. So as soon as one of them's gone, there's only one left for that day. So you just manage your time better by having a schedule. You know what's tool. kind of funny? And, and I'm going to wrap this up as, as our killer tip or lead into our killer tip for the, for the day, right? You and I get a little bit excited about this stuff, right? But the reason is all of these things that we've talked about have made our days so much smoother and so much easier. You and I were on a call together earlier today and I overheard you say how much, how many more, how many less hours you're working a day today or a week today compared to say yep. 12 months ago. Right. Yeah, and true. You're, I know for a fact you're doing more in that time than you were 12 months ago and you're making more profit and you're servicing your customers. Better. Yeah. So if you're a creative person, you need to take control. You need to get a hold of the reins because you will output more with less time if you get your your day optimized. Absolutely. Which leads me to my killer tip. Apart from everything we've mentioned, get a team, like really hire your first person if you don't have one, somebody to help you because that's going to help free up your time big time. Yeah, it's a great first step. And plan, 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 plan. You got it. Awesome. All right, buddy, Any, anything else? No, nah, man, that's it. Listener, join us next week on The Real Magic. And we, like we said at the beginning of the episode, if you feel inclined, we would love a five-star review. You can comment underneath this episode on our website and we'll catch you the next time around. You got it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to The Real Magic Podcast. Hear more at therealmagic.com.